1: And a very good Saturday morning to you. We have got some fish and game seasons opening up today in Alabama, Mississippi, and Louisiana. We'll run down that for you. Uh, Big news, I guess, is the opening of duck season, the teal season. And I've got the official flyover survey results, and I'll try to get that to you before you head out to the blind. Snapper fishermen in Alabama, this is your last shot. Open right now through midnight on Monday. Don't forget two fish per person 16 inch minimum size and then that will pretty much wrap up the quota for 2000 for 2020 and you'll be looking at 2021 before the new Harvest quotas are set. Uh, we enjoyed it last weekend. A lot of people got out and caught some snapper. Uh, I would call this a pretty successful red snapper season. All right, the hunting seasons. We've got dove hunting in all three states. We've also got the teal, rail, and gallinule seasons opening up. Uh, we'll get some of those live fishing reports from the marina operators, some of our charter boat captains, and also some teal reports from some of the duck blinds out there. You can text us your report at 504-260-1870. This morning, we're going to continue with our 20 rules for hunting dog owners. You can now see that on my website. I promised that I'd get it up there. Some pretty interesting comments there. also want to remind you to sign up uh, your pet for the snake avoidance training, which will be coming to the Bonnie Bonacarry Spillway in Norco October 10th and 11th. Fred Rayner and his uh, pack of defanged live rattlesnakes will be there. 10, 15 minutes, your dog will never want anything to do with a snake again. Speaking of snakes... Uh, if you look on my Facebook page this morning, uh, you're going to see a Find the Copperhead. And it just shows you, it demonstrates how hard it can be. These snakes are masters at camouflage. And at the end of the show, I'm going to post a another picture of it with arrows pointing to it, just in case you have not been able to find it. It's pretty tough. Check it out. All right, also, does your fish and game freezer need some room? Well, we got a solution to the problem. One of the ways you can empty it out is to donate Wild Game and Fish to the Hunt for the Hungry. Our director Julie Grunwald is going to join us a little bit later on the program and tell you where, when, and how to make that donation and get some room for the upcoming seasons. This week, we also have the story of two Webster Parish men who allegedly decided to open up their Dove season last week with a total disregard for any laws while having a little cocaine and marijuana. All while serving as a role model and not a good one for an underage juvenile. There are bad boys of the outdoor story this morning. And we've got a calendar of some outdoor events that will be popping up. Finally, we're starting to get more and more as the uh, pandemic kind of lessens its effect on us a little bit. Coastal Marine forecast uh, looks like this. You know, you can expect east winds, 10 to 15 knots today, um, pretty much offshore. You're going to see two to three-foot seas. Inside, those east winds are going to be light, got a good tide range, about a foot and a half. I'm looking at the radar right now, and there are some storms out in the Gulf, barely moving on shore now. On the east side of Plaquemines Parish, around Venice, uh, extending all the way west to grand isle and possibly over to uh, vermilion bay area a little bit later on it's moving to west northwest i call it it's a mixture there's some heavy intense tight storms in there and then there's some moderate rain and most of it is light rain and we'll see what happens when it hits the shore it may dissipate or it may bring you some rain when you're out there fishing or uh, teal hunting this morning so you definitely want to bring the wet weather gear with you so there it is we got an awful lot to talk about can't wait to get your text messages 504-260-1870. Tell us who you are, where you are, what you got going on, and any information you might have to add to what we provide to our audience each and every Saturday morning right here on The Outdoors with Don DeBugue Radio. And one of the very main things we do here is try to help you find some fish. We've got experts aligned with us to do that. One of them is Robbie Campo at Shell Beach. He's down in Campo's marina. And, Robbie, I'm looking at the radar. It looks like there were some storms between the islands and, and the, the lower coast down there, say around the end of the mist to go, it looks like it's moving you away. What's your weather conditions right now?
2: Well, as of right now, the wind's blowing. Um, I, I just looked at the buoy, Don. It's it's north northeast at 11 knots. Um, I, I did see that cell out there I, when I looked at the radar just a little bit ago. It looked like it's uh, probably around Dead Man's Island, Bay Bayou, somewhere up in that area but um it looked like it looked like that cell did get a little bit smaller Looked like it had a whole bunch of rain going toward bureaus port sulfur you know on the other side of the river um but when i zoomed out on it it looked like there's a lot of rain coming behind it um it may be a while before it gets here but uh nevertheless it's not raining here it's uh you know it's just we just wait on daylight and i got some people starting to pull up um it caught a few fish this week. Died this past weekend up in the uh, up in the Biloxi Marsh around that Lake Eugene area. We're starting to see some trout show up around there. Uh, you know, there's transitioning. <clears throat> this transitioning thing is taking place, so it's it's not a hundred percent yet, but it's it is happening. Um, you know, there's still some fish on the outside when you could get there, but you know it's been kind of blowed up. To, you know, to be able to go out there for you know during the week. This past week anyway. So what most of the guides and, the, you know, people have been doing was fishing the shorelines of Lake Bourne and going up in the Biloxi Marsh, and people have been going and trying out by Lake Eugene and Bob's Lakes and Bay Maroon and, you know, out that area. And they have been catching some speckled trout out there. A lot of them are throwbacks yet, but it is encouraging to see some trout showing up in the marshes. Um redfish, pretty easy to get, you know, uh, so they've been getting that mixed box, you know, with uh, some redfish and some trout. And they've been, you know, they come in towards Shell Beach here, they pick up a few bass. So it's 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 been working out. But um, for the most part, haven't been setting the world on fire, but they are still, they are catching some. So uh, live shrimps are always a good good insurance policy to have with you. I get people calling me every day, oh, they're hitting the plastic yet. They're hitting the plastic yet. Get them started on live bait and, you know, switch over to plastics. That's not – we're not at that point yet. It's coming, but it's not at that point. Um, Seems like everything that was caught this week was on live shrimp. So, um, you know, maybe some people might have caught some on plastics. That's not the – that's not what, you know, my guys has just been live shrimp. So, uh Like I said, with that said, um, hook the left at the bridge and come on down and see us. We're gonna get you in the water, we'll get you fishing, and we'll, you know, try to keep well, bring your rain suit because you're probably gonna run into a little bit of rain today. But, uh, for the duck hunters, uh, some birds were spotted up in that Biloxi marsh. It's probably the most heels that were seen in there in quite a few years. So, um, if you're duck hunting up in that Biloxi marsh this morning, you know, they should kill some birds there. But you know how that is, Don. You have teals here today and they're gone tomorrow. So um but for the most part they did see a a quite a good bit of numbers of teal up in there, uh in that Biloxi Marsh. I did get I did get asked about that. I don't have any duck hunters out yet this morning but um but I'm sure I'm sure somebody's gonna go.
1: Yeah, that's good news that if there's that many teal in there, that means that the submerged aquatic vegetation really didn't get destroyed by those recent storm surges we had, and hopefully this next one won't present that problem either. Uh, getting back to the bait, Rob, have you been able to keep up with it? I got somebody texting on their way down there. They want to know should they stop on Paris Road first, or do you think you'll pretty much have enough shrimp to last throughout the launch this morning? No,
2: I think tell R.J. to come on down. So <laughs> if we got them, we're good. <laughs>
1: No. Yeah, he's the only guy I know. Rent, he rents shrimp. You know, he wants to sell them yeah. back to you at the end of the day. You, who wants used RJ shrimp? No, you know?
2: no, no. We 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 doing good. We we got a, We got a, a pretty good supply of them today. So just you know, come on down and, like I said, hang the hook the left at the bridge and come on down and see us. We'll be we'll be ready and waiting on you.
1: Sounds good, Robbie. Thanks so much, my friend. We'll see you next week.
2: All right, buddy. We'll talk to you
1: next week. All right. Bye-bye, Don. All right. Robbie Campos, Shell Beach. Uh, Do a heck of a job for fishermen down there. Stop down there. Give Robbie a call. Give you all the information. Try to help you get some fish. All right. We come back after this. Going to check on your text messages. Also give you the latest report. Robbie's report was pretty encouraging on the teal in the Biloxi Marsh. I have uh, found teal in there, sometimes in pretty good numbers, but there's a certain key to finding teal in Biloxi Marsh, and I'm going to tell you about it when we come back, and also give you the official Department of Wildlife and Fisheries flyover survey on the teal situation. Back with that and a whole lot more what you and I love to talk about each and every Saturday morning. It's the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network out teal hunting this morning. I want to remind you, I posted this on Facebook too, uh, blue wing, green wing, and the rare cinnamon teal, the only birds legal during teal season. No pin teal, no wood teal, no spoon teal, no model teal, and no Mexican whistling teal. It's teal only. Of course, you can't shoot rail and gallon Here's what the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries found when they did their flyovers this week. Uh, they found in the southwestern part of the state 202,000 blue wings. 16,000 in the southeast and 18,000 in Catahoula, total of 236,000, which is twice last year's amount at this time, and four times the amount of teal we had in Louisiana in 2018. Now, there's some uh, little caveats with this thing, though. Most of these that were in that southwest Louisiana, uh, those were found in the rice field areas. The marsh areas have been extensively damaged from Hurricane Laura, and it has forced the birds to move a little bit further to the north. Most concentrations were seen in the rice fields southwest of Gadon, south of Jennings. Biggest concentration north of the line that they, they, they fly over and didn't include it in the estimate was west of Crowley. Now, over in the southeast Louisiana's part, the 16,000, there are a whole lot less over there than what we have in southwest, but it is 33% higher than the most recent 10-year average, which is, is about 12,000. Uh, the largest numbers were in the marsh east of Venice. That's good news because that's where I'll be hunting tomorrow morning. The habitat across southeast Louisiana was only slightly impacted by the storm with average submerged aquatic vegetation covered. And That was echoed by Ryan Lambert. He kind of told us that last week. Uh, we were kind of spared. Uh, the mouth of the river habitat looks very much improved. A lot of that aquatic vegetation, large stands of Delta duck potato, and expanses of southern wild rice. Uh, So pretty good news there. Now, water hyacinths have been a problem in Upper Terrebonne, Carnarvon freshwater diversion, and southeast Louisiana habitat. That hyacinth situation, uh, not good for ducks. All right, so there's your teal report. Uh, Something else I want to remind you about. It's creeping up on us now. Uh, The first in a series of kayak fishing tournaments presented by KISIC. You know them. They're the ice chest people, but they also make... A lot of other products. October 3rd at the Pontchartrain Yacht Club in Mandeville, they'll be holding the first kayak series. This is a You can catch redfish, speckled trout, and bass. There's cash prizes for each of those divisions. And there will be a grand prize of a K-12 kayak award. And the limits on the boundaries, any of the parishes that touch Lake Pontchartrain Basin, St. Tammany, Tangipahoe, St. Bernard, Orleans, Jefferson, St. John, In St. Charles Parish, public waters are all open areas. The proceeds for this are two really fine organizations, Louisiana Wildlife and Fisheries Foundation, which provides a lot of funds for a lot of programs here in the state, and also Dose of the Coast Mission. That is uh, the organization Ashley Ferguson. They provide coastal adventures for individuals and families uh, who have been impacted by life-altering illnesses, and it's all done free of charge. Two great nonprofit organizations. So thank you, Kysik, for putting that on. Hopefully, get a big participation in it. To register, go to Kysik, That's K-Y-S-E-K. dot com, and you can sign up and see the whole agenda. Uh, for the rate rate registrations will be taken for October second, and then you can start fishing on October third. and Come back there and wrap it all up. It's going to be a big gala event there at the Train Yacht Club in Mandel. a beautiful place if you've never been there. All right, uh, let's see what else we got. Um, I did want to get to some of the text messages. I think this is the first. We've got several Justins that, that that text this show, and we got them back to back. I thought I don't know if that's ever happened. First was Justin. He's in the Gentilly Wildlife Refuge. He says it continues to surprise him. A praying mantis was there all yesterday. Hadn't seen one in years. You know, Justin, now that you mention that, I don't nearly see as many praying mantises as we used to have. I'll tell you something else that changed just this week. Love bugs. (laughs) They miraculously appeared, those pesky things. And also lightning bugs. Uh, Do you you have those in the Gentilly Wildlife Refuge? They they have not nearly as plentiful, but certain times of the year, and right now I, I spotted a few of them, over here at the St. Hubert's. All right, and then we had Justin the duck guy, and he's on his way to the blind right now with Captain Chris Pike, cast and Plast charters. Chris Pike, one of the hardest working fishing and hunting guides you'll ever meet. He hunts mostly down in that Delacroix area. Hopefully get a report. They can text us in, Justin, when you get out in the blind and tell us what the action looks like. And then we have a text from a big fan of Julie Grunwall. She will be with us to talk about the clean out your freezer days that are coming up and how you can put your frozen fish and game to very good use to help the hungry through the Hunters for the Hungry program. Uh, we have a listener in Kansas City that's tuned in this morning. Welcome aboard. Glad to have you. Someone's looking for a Ling report in Venice, which is lemon fish or cobia. I uh, put a, a text in to uh, Martha Spencer, and she's fishing down there today, hopefully with that weather, and uh, see if she's got any information. I know uh, she got into some last weekend. She was spear fishing, and they found some cobia, but they were further to the west. Uh, I believe they were out of either Fouchon or Grand Isle. All right, let's see. What else do we have? Uh, oh, Don, remind everyone be safe. We had a boating accident one dead and two in the hospital. That's from Ed in Wilmer, Alabama. Yeah, that's certainly something we need to think about all the time, safety on the water. You know, it's all about having fun. You don't take chances. All right, here's someone saw 30 teal right on Lake train yesterday. All right, yeah, well, if you got been sighting any teal, let me know. I'd love to hear from you. I do want to remind you about the snake avoidance training. Uh, I haven't talked to Fred Rayner this week, and uh, he promised he'd let me know when it gets full up, so I imagine they've still got some spots open. Uh, what he does is he defangs rattlesnakes, makes them perfectly safe, and then when you bring your dog, all you do is bring your dog on a leash. He takes your dog, introduces it to the snake. Hello, snake. <laughs> Hello, dog. And then uh, he administers electronic shock and until he, he feels satisfied. The dog does no longer want anything to do with the smell, the sight, or the sound of a snake. Saturday and Sunday, two days, October 10th and 11th. At the Bonnie Carry Spillway, you drive right over the East Levy Entrance coming out of Norco. It's going to start about 7 o'clock each day. He wants you to call and make a reservation because only taking 10 or 15 minutes. If you don't want to tie up hours or your whole day out there, you'll have an appointment, and it'll be pretty close to the time you arrive. You'll get the, your dog working. It's $50 per dog. That is a donation, and the proceeds will benefit the Louisiana Taxidermy Association, one of the co-sponsors. So if you want to do that now, call, I don't know if I'd call him this early, but Fred's a pretty early riser. He's over in Texas. You want to call him at 830-992-0252. That's 830-992-0252. His phone number is on my website uh, page. You'll see a picture of my my old beagle Andy, who unfortunately got close to a water moccasin and swole him all up, but he, he managed to survive. Uh, just a demonstration of the damage that a snake can do. And on my Facebook page, uh, I've got it there, too. And we got kind of a little puzzle for you. It's called Can You Find the Copperhead? I see uh, Raynell, who lives over in the Ponderosa in Mississippi. She's up early listening. She said she can see it. you got pretty good eyes, Raynell, because it's not easy to find. And we're going to repost another picture of it with arrows pointing to it for those of you who have had a little bit of problem finding it. All right, when we come back after this, we're going to get to some more of your text messages and get some more fishing reports and bad boys of the outdoors and talk about uh, donating your fish and game. we got lots to talk about. It is a busy Saturday morning right here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, taking a look at our text message board. I had uh, someone from the I think that's uh, Mississippi area want to know about a uh, ling in the Venice area. Uh, Martha tells me that uh, no, there's none that she's heard of. She hasn't seen them down there, but uh, they were finding them shallow in the West Delta on Monday. So there's your lemon fish report. But I mean, there's none of any, any there, just not as thick as what they might be if you go a little bit further to the west. All right, we have the river rat saying he hopes the storm stays away. Don't we all? Uh, There are some tropical developments out in the Gulf, and they certainly bear keeping an eye on. All right, uh, let's see. What else do we have? Someone going back to sleep, going to catch salmon at Sam's Club. What fun is that? I don't know if you like to eat salmon. (laughs) It's not much fun going there and picking them up. All right, if you want to shoot us a text, it's 504-260-1870. We're going to pause ten seconds for a station identification break, and I'm going to come back with some more of those twenty rules for owning a gun dog. I love this stuff. Back with it, by right after we let our local stations identify themselves on the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Net. All right, I started this uh, last week. I came across this, and I had people wanted to put it up on the uh, website. Now it's up there if you go to Don, the Outdoors Guy. Dot com. You'll see it there. It's right under that picture of my poor dog, Andy. He's become famous lately. He's the poster child for snake avoidance training. Uh, look under there, and there's a little click on that tells you the 20 rules for owning a gun dog. Last week, we told you, spend time with them each day. You are their everything, and that's very, very true. Don't hide your excitement. Let them see the kid in you, and the kid in them comes out. Uh, your expectations of a bird dog are high, but their expectations of an owner are or higher and finally last week don't sleep on it take them to the vet if there's any question all right here's four new ones for you go hunting with them at least one time just the two of you and i love that one no other dogs no other hunting buddies just you and the dog can really concentrate and focus on each other and spend some really good quality time here's number six tell your new friends about your old dogs and generally they'll want to get a new one too uh, their false points are, aren't the only ones in the field. That's right. We make as many errors as they do. And uh, number eight is judge your hunting friends by how they treat their dogs. A lot of truth in that. All right, let me get to Bayou Wild Television. Boy, we have got just a great show that's airing this week. Uh, we had a little bit of a time change. We came on at 8 o'clock on Cox Sports Thursday, but it will be on tomorrow night at 7, and it will be on at uh 6 o'clock this morning on WBRZ, Channel 2 in Baton Rouge. And you can see it on YouTube anytime you want. But this episode, 93, is called A Big Fish Story. And this is the story about the biggest fish ever recorded in the record books of Louisiana caught with a rod and reel. And three of the four men that were on that boat, the Miss Kathy fishing out of Venice, uh, on a Memorial Day in 2003, I believe it was, uh, they set out for a journey that was going to bond them for life and also a trip that will be be told for, for years and years. And they tell the story in their own words. Uh, i got to give Chris LeCock excellent job of, of putting the show together, and uh, you'll see how they end up catching the giant bluefin tuna uh, it's over a thousand pounds, eleven 1, hundred and fifty-two, I think, was the exact weight on it, and the way they struggled uh, to to find it, to catch it, and then even getting it back was quite a challenge. It, it's a heck of a fish story, and it's one worth watching. That's on our Bayou Wild Big Fish Story episode number ninety-three. Also, I do a quick little uh, tuna cooking. Uh, uh, Butch Thurman, fellow outdoor writer. Show me that recipe, oh, it had to be 20 years ago now. And it's very simple, very easy, but very good. See, I'm all about simple and easy when I'm cooking fish and game. Uh, some things take a long time, and if you've got time, that's great. But if you like tuna and you want to really spice it up and flavor it up and do it very quickly, check out my recipe. It's on Bayou Wild Television. And if you want to find out all the listings, we run, gee, we run I don't know how many times a week. We're on Cox Sports TV, WBRZ at 6.30 Saturday mornings. 4 a.m. It comes on before this show on Channel 54. It's on the ETEL systems, if you're on that. In Lafourche area, you watch it on Vision. Uh, 7 o'clock tomorrow night, it'll be on Cox Channel 140. That is Louisiana Connection Network. And we're also on 6 p.m. Thursdays, the Southeastern Channel, which is Charter Spectrum Channel 199. And... Don't forget bayouwildtv.com. You can find all the past episodes. You can actually have a Bayou Wild marathon. We need to do something with that. Gives me an idea. We're going to do a Bayou Wild TV marathon one weekend and maybe offer some prizes on the show for people that watch every one of them. Anyway, we come back after this. One of our field reporters, Jeff Brule. You like to fish bass, white perch, or saucelay brim? Jeff's the guy to talk to about doing that. He's back with his report right after we pause. Three minutes for a quick break here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And the Bass Fishing Report, Freshwater Fort is brought to you by Berkley, a division of Pure Fishing who is always expanding its lineup of baits, and really on their frog baits they've added three new ones, including two new soft baits infused with a scientifically proven fish-catching power bait formula. It's called the Beaten Paddle Frog and the Buzzin' Speed Toad and a unique bait, Berkley Power Pop. A super high flotation frog. If you like to fish artificial frogs, and I do, check them out. Berkeley, a division of pure fishing. Jeff, good morning. Understand you finally got some decent fishing in over there on that East Pearl River, but may not last long, huh?
3: Uh, no, everything's going to change next week with the hurricane. Yeah, I did have a good trip. Uh, the problem this weekend is we got all these east winds, and it blows the water back up, and pushes it in the woods, and makes it a little bit tougher. Uh, plus, you know, the tide sometimes is high in the morning and the bites more in the afternoon in some of these places right now across the state. But, yeah, we're just throwing spinner baits, uh west, west middle, east pearl. You're trying to look for, you know, lily pad fields or drains if, if the tide's falling. And we did well. We caught a few on frogs. Uh, did That was I didn't really caught a lot of fish on frogs this year for some reason. I don't know why the top water bite's not as good this year as it has been another year. But we got a lot of one to two pound bass. But just stick to the main rivers and uh, hit the pad fields and you should be able to pick up some fish. The other North Shore rivers are doing pretty good. They're catching fish there, too. But, again, the rain's going to change
1: all that next week. Jeff, the Chafalaya kind of took a, a hit with the storm surge and kind of screwed the fishing up there. Have you got any reports that that is reversed at all yet before this next surge comes?
3: Yeah, very few reports. Uh, yeah, sometimes the guys got to wait a week or so just to get the weather to clear and the water to come down to go fishing, and then that kind of delays the reports. But yeah, the few of the reports I have that the storm surge came in kind of flooded the woods. And as it went back down, everything kind of turned to that black, clear water, which in the basin is not very good most of the time. So only time will tell. You know, just If you know any reports, anybody has reports from down there, I uh, have heard reports you get up towards Henderson up a little further north in the basin that, that everything's okay up there. They're catching fish and doing okay. So you, you might want to just change your location if you go and fish a little bit further north. Uh we had a little rise in the river, and that kind of muddied everything up, too. So you have to kind of pick your areas and pick your days. And, again, the storm's going to impact that again next week. So we have to watch and see how that recovers from the first storm.
1: Jeff, uh, you had planned a trip to Venice. Did you make it, and how'd you do?
3: I made it. I made it. I didn't see too many teal, but, but of course, I had my head stuck way up in the canes looking for fast. They <laughs> had to almost jump out of the canes for me to see one. Uh, it was uh, an interesting trip uh, early in the morning. I think we had five fish at 11 o'clock. Tide was high in the morning. It was falling all day. But I uh, got out into one of the main arms around Delta Duck and found a stretch, and it was just loaded with fish. And once the tide came down, we had a, about a four hour window where we probably caught 50 or 60 bass and uh, some nice ones. You know, nothing great big, but just fun, just flipping them. A Berkeley red shad worm most of the day on probably about a three sixteenth to a quarter ounce weight, just flipping up against the bank and letting it bounce down the the current and on the bottom. And uh, we caught a lot of fish. You, know, you miss a lot of fish in the cane, just part of it. But real fun fishing. I think the fishery's okay down there. We caught fish in various different places. But I think the big key to tell everybody is uh, kind of plan your trips on the bottom of those falling tides down there, and you're gonna do a lot better. To, Hopefully, we won't get too much rain and the river will continue to fall the rest of this month and in October. And if so, October should set up to be a very good month. And if we get the river down about four foot, which it's supposed to go to, then you won't have to worry so much about going on a lower tide. But right now, with the river being as high as it is and it's east wind, it, you have to kind of get on that lower tide to really get bites.
1: Gotcha. Jeff, um, I want to remind people hunting, fishing down in Venice, the hunting season, teal is open, so give the duck hunters their due. Be aware that people are going to be blinded up, and if you see something that looks kind of like a plastic duck, it probably is. It's somebody's decoy, so just kind of steer clear. (laughs) Jeff, punching. Uh, This is a a technique that, that you've pretty much mastered. It's becoming more and more important as we get more areas inundated with water lilies and aquatic vegetation particularly near the areas of diversions tell us what punching is and how that can help you
4: yeah basically
3: it's called that because you're taking a big heavy weight and bait and you're punching it through the heavy cover if you don't have a a big heavy weight you can't really get through and you're going kind of in the fish's house you kind of go into their home Uh, first thing you need is a good peg you got to peg the weight sometimes you need to put two on there just any kind of bobber stopper will work you thread it on your line and then We add a big um, sinker, probably one and a half ounce. You can get them up to two ounces, depending on how thick a cover you're fishing. And then after that, I usually use a Berkeley change up crawfish style bait and 65 pound fire wire ultra cast braid because the braid helps cut through that vegetation when you get a fish on and it helps get get the fish out. And use big, heavy action, seven and a half foot rods. And basically, what you're doing is getting that sinker to go through that cover and letting it go to the bottom and sometimes they'll hit it as soon as it falls through and sometimes you lift it back up to the top of that mat and shake it underneath the mat itself and the fish will come up and hit it there and you just kind of let it go up and down a few times and then move to the next little hole or the next place you can get it through the mat but it's really good for places that's got floating hyacinths or hydrilla grass that you need to get through it's something that you can't get a lightweight to so use that big setup and it's—I call it full contact fishing because when one hits it, it's just the whole mat explodes, and you got to try to get him out and get his head turned. And it's—it's—it's it's, it's tough, but it's fun fishing. I love it.
1: Right. Very good advice, Jeff. We appreciate your reports as always. Uh, let's hope this storm doesn't come in and mess up because we got a pretty good stage set as far as habitat for this fall and winter bass fishing coming up. Thanks again, Jeff. Appreciate it. Thanks, Don. All right, see you next time. Jeff Brule. coming back after this, Daryl Carpenter joins us. We'll get the skinny on Grand Owl. Also the fatty, whatever's going on, he's got the info for you. He's next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, if you are planning on heading down near the Grand Isle-Fouchon area, i got to tell you there's a pretty good storm uh, moving ashore right now. Let's get Darrell Carpenter to kind of elaborate on it. Daryl, looks like there's a mess coming on shore right now. In fact, in the last 30 minutes, it looked like it actually intensified and thickened up. What what, are you, what can you tell us?
5: Yeah, our gullies are being washed pretty good. The ditches are being cleaned out. Uh, the power did just come back on. Uh, it, it went off for a little while. Uh, the, the weather's not all that bad, just hard rain and you Know, of course, with those squalls comes the higher wind, it's really not all that bad, other than like you said, some pretty good rain. Uh, but I mean, that was kind of the story yesterday. You had to fish around it, and uh, you know, it's supposed to be the story all day today, and really not sure about tomorrow. But you know, we've got to, it's part of being on the coast, you got to deal with these little tropical systems when they come through
1: now. Um, It looks like you guys are going to have a a hard falling tide most all day. Now, that might be overcome with the the surge. You It looks like you're probably going to have some stiff southeast and east winds, which is going to push water in. So uh, picking up the pieces, if things do clear up and somebody's there and they said, look, it's getting pretty decent this afternoon, let's make a quick run, what would you suggest? Where should they go and what should they try?
5: Well, Don, the problem we've been having is that falling tide. Uh, For the last week or so, I mean, and I, and I know I'm contrary to belief here. I can only tell you what I've been seeing all year long is that the wind switched out of the east on us in the last week or so with these little storm systems. And we've had, you know, once our tide did pick back up last weekend, we had no tide this weekend. It's picking up real strong, but it's been falling all day. And between the east wind and the falling tide, the morning has been just just covered with muddy, muddy water. I mean, just give you the other day, uh, the other day I was out there, catching bait with, with the little trawl boat and knew I had live shrimp in the live tank, but I couldn't see them because the water was so muddy. I mean, I couldn't even see three inches down in my live tank. So it's been bringing a whole lot of muddy water on us in the morning. The afternoon has been, you know, the tide's been flipping a little earlier than what I think it is today, but but the afternoon has been better. The, the cleaner water has been coming in in the afternoon. So as far as the morning bite goes and, and you know, looking for fish, during the daylight hours or the early daylight hours, you're just going to have to travel around and look for some some clean water. I mean, you got to find it somewhere, or else you're going to just have to pound it and pound it and pound it and, and wait till you hit one of those fish in the head. Now, last week, that clean water was anything from Fouchon, well, from Grand Isle to the Fouchon area. If you went to the east, it was muddy, muddy. You'd find little small pockets of clean water. Where well, that's going to set up this week? I don't know, and we've got a lot of weather moving through, so I don't know whether that's going to move it around. Either that or it's time to start you know—time to start heading north into the marsh because the water up there has been a whole, whole lot cleaner. When you get up around those areas that are more protected and areas that still got a little bit of grass in it, it's been a whole lot cleaner up there.
1: You know, we all look forward to what they call the transition when those trout move from the coast on up into those areas you just talked about. Is this typically about the time when that happened, or are we still a few weeks away from that?
5: I think we're still a few weeks away, Don. We, we got up, we were up there the last few days. We were up in the marsh areas north of the island. And it just, you know, I mean, we picked up five, six trout here, five, six trout there. But nothing with any real size to it and nothing with any, any real regularity to it. I think, I think had that little cold front that we were supposed to have this week, I think had it made it all the way down and cooled it down just a little bit, I think that probably would have triggered it. Uh, I mean, our, we haven't gotten our photo, you know, photo trigger for the for the length of the daylight hasn't kicked in yet, I don't believe. So we need the, the days to either get a little bit shorter to trigger those fish to move or we need that first little cold front to, to lower that water into marsh, you know, to have us a good hard falling tide and that which will start pushing the shrimp and all out and that ought to bring the fish in.
1: Well, let's hope that's the case. Darrell, thanks for the report. If people want to find you, we got you on our website under our Field Reporters page. Tell them how to get you on your site or by telephone.
5: Yeah, the site's at realscreamers.com, and, of course, we do the major social media stuff under the same name. Or let's pick up the phone, 225-937-6288.
1: All right, my friend, let's hope this weather passes on through and we get a bunch of fish. We need to get the fishing together. Been a long time. Need to come down there and see you. It has
5: been a while. It's been a while. And sheephead right. season's coming.
1: Oh, I love it. See you then. <laughs> All right, there he goes. Captain Darrell Carpenter always got a chuckle. All right, hear that song, Cocadry? Uh, Next week's Bayou Wild is called There's a Place Called Cocodry, named after that song. Going to show you all about laparouse grocery, fishing in cocodry, and also a recipe called Crab Meat or Groton by Miss Margaret of Cocodry Charters. That's airing next week. All right, we'll be back with hour number two. And welcome into hour number two, and thanks to Mr. Reed Allman for singing that song. Well, Reed, I sure miss Reed. Reed moved out to Colorado. He's living out there with the moose and the elk and the beautiful mountains. He sends some beautiful, gorgeous pictures. He's uh, living a dream, and glad you are, Reed. Hope you listen this morning. All right, here's what we got coming up. We got more fishing reports. Hopefully, we'll start getting some of those teal reports in. We're getting very close to the official shooting hours. 30 minutes before sunrise, so if you're north and south of New Orleans, that's about 613, about seven minutes away, and it gradually gets later the further west you move. If you're hunting in Monroe, for example, it's 620, so uh, check your, your sunrise time. It's 30 minutes before sunrise, you're legal. Official shooting time for teal season. Uh, we're also going to get some more fishing reports. We've got Captain Mike Gallo, born on the bayou. Uh, Ryan Lambert, hopefully, he'll be heading out to the teal blind. When we talked to him. And also, for your paddler's report, we've got Eric Mohabarak joining us. Julie Grunwald is going to be with us. Julie is the director for the Hunters for the Hungry, talking about the upcoming fish in game. Clean out your freezer days and where you can make some donations for a very good cause. And, of course, we always have our bad boy story, two guys up in Webster Parish. (laughs) A simple thing like a dove hunt turns into a a nightmare for them. Well, we'll tell you their crime and their possible time. All right, we also uh, got some more information to talk about as far as events. Don't forget, uh, this is a new thing that the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries is doing. I I like the idea. They're going to be hosting next week. It'll be on uh, next Saturday, the 19th, in Baton Rouge, the first ever squirrel hunting seminar for beginners. It's going to be at Wadil Wildlife Refuge. If you've never been there, great place on North Flannery Road in Baton Rouge. And uh, all you need to do is uh, just kind of show up. It's free attendance, but they do ask that you register, and you do that at the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries website. Just uh, go on their site, and you'll find it, Squirrel Hunting Seminar. Sign up for it. And it's going to cover things like what equipment you need, uh, what's the best firearm to use, the rules, the regulation, uh, outdoor navigation, and some of the, some of the hunting opportunities out there. And there'll be some people there to tell you some of their techniques for squirrel hunting, something I don't do much of anymore, but, boy, I sure used to, and I love it. And I made myself a promise I'm going squirrel hunting because I got a smoke-pulled squirrel barbecue sandwich recipe, and I need some squirrels for it, so I'll be doing that. All right, here's another event coming up, uh, Wish to Fish. Haven't heard much from them lately, Danica Williams and uh, Becky Chaney. Well, you know, because of the COVID thing. Well, September 27th, that's going to be a Sunday from 1 to six. They're going to have a new and used fishing equipment and outdoor-related items sale. The proceeds, of course, go to Wish to Fish. That helps youngsters who don't normally have an opportunity to get equipment and go have a place to fish to get out there and do it. There will be some professional guides out there answering questions. And this is going to be at the Frederick J. Sigur Civic Center in St. Bernard Parish. It's on Judge Perez. They've got a little fishing pond out there. They're going to set up that equipment that a lot of you have contacted me and wanted to donate. In fact, if you've got rods and reels or outdoor equipment that you no longer use, kind of moving on up, so to speak, and it's still fairly usable, or maybe even need of repair or a new line or eyelets, that type of thing, uh, donate that to them. It's wishtofishla.org. In fact, just go to wishtofish.org, and you'll find it there. And uh, what they hope to do is connect youth to the outdoors one cast at a time is their slogan. Again, that's going to be Sunday, September 27th from 1 to 6. Make yourself some pretty good buys there on some uh, refurbished fishing gear and equipment. All right, coming back after this, we're going to check in with Captain Mike Gallo. See, is he going? Is he staying? Got some weather moving in. I don't think it's reached him yet, but it. Looks like there's a pretty good chance there'll be some showers. We'll see what the call is going to be for him and maybe help you make your decision on what you're doing. It's all right here, Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio. Here he comes. You can hear that engine revving up. I'm talking about Captain Mike Gallo, Angling Adventures of Louisiana. His report each week is brought to you by Triple AAA on the water. Peace of mind for 179 bucks a year and when you need to use it they'll bring you fuel, tow you in 24/7, jump start you if you got electrical problems. It's all included in your package. 179 a year makes a great gift or keep it for yourself. Call Captain Chris 504-301-4545 or visit them online and sign up in that fashion at Tow. Well, Captain Mike, I've been looking at the radar for you. It looks like your area so far has been spared, but there may be a possibility of some stuff moving in later. You're going to try to squeeze a trip in, or you uh, got other plans this morning?
6: Well, we decided last night to cancel our trip. I had some seniors that were not wanting to leave at the crack of dawn, but yet also not wanting to get rained on. So, we just opted to slide it down. They have pretty open schedules, so won't be long. We'll be making up that particular trip.
1: Yeah, those seniors, you know, they've got a big advantage. You know, they got a lot of time on their hands, so they can pick their time to go, and, and that's a that's a wonderful thing. When you go, when you gotta go, when you got time, that's when it becomes difficult. If you were fishing today, leaving early, trying to get a quick trip in. You're going to have a a high early tide and it'll be falling for most, almost all day, it'll be falling. What would you suggest?
6: Yeah, there's lots of options out there. The marinas have some beautiful live shrimp, and the deeper passes in the area have been really holding lots of white trout. Um, You can also, there's a few speckled trout mixed in with them, but it's pretty lopsided. If you catch 10 trout, Probably nine of them are white trout, but they're good eating. You know, you take care of them with a slush mix of ice and water. Catch what you might want to eat today or tomorrow and cook them up. They're really good when they're very fresh. Uh, As far as redfish, there's still plenty of redfish over in the Biloxi Marsh. Uh, With that higher water, the only different thing I might do would be start off fishing maybe 14, 16 inches under a cork Obviously close to the grass Current's been a big key For the redfish The last couple of weeks Um, If you're out into midday I I might change The depth of that uh, Bait beneath your Popping cork to maybe 12 inches But uh, there's been Quite a few redfish Over in the Biloxi Marsh And the bridges in Lake Pontchartrain Have really had a lot of sheephead, and some black drum over the last week. So there's plenty of options for a day like today. You could marsh fish. You could be in the deeper passes or out by the bridges in the shade
1: Mike, we've been talking about the transition, which is speckled trout. You know, every fall, winter, they move from the outer reaches on into the interiors. Uh, How is the transition, and it's in a very early stage right now, but how does it affect the areas where you fish? What are some of the good areas you go once the transition is well underway?
6: Well, I always look for the last big moon in September. And when I say big moon, it could be either new, or full moon, but the la- the latest one in the date in the in the month of September. So we've already had the full moon. So the new moon is coming up, and I think they'll spawn up into that last big moon cycle, and then that transition will start. What we're seeing in our local area, as far as transition or or trout that were simply eleven and a half inches three weeks ago, and they've transitioned into being keepers. The, the speckled trout that we are catching in the local area that are of legal size, I'm not seeing any eggs in any of them. So that's that's sort of my theory on those particular trout. The ones that are still mature enough to spawn are doing just that. They'll probably spawn for another week, maybe two, and then that transition will begin of those adult spawners migrating towards the inland waters and that generally takes quite a while it it usually takes three to five weeks before you start to see them with any consistency so when i do run into them they're usually on the outskirts of the marsh and i'll be red fishing and we'll catch them on a spoon or a spinner bait or you know a worm that we're pulling on the bottom and you'll catch maybe a 13- or 14-inch trout, and that will kind of let you know that that's definitely an adult and it's starting to migrate northern or into the more local waters.
1: Mike, last thing, uh, any teal sightings? I know you've been out of town this week, probably didn't get a chance to look around the marsh yourself, but have you heard of any of your, your guides, your fellow captains that work with you reporting on any teal sightings?
6: I did see some teal the week before. Only saw two little flights of them, maybe 12 to 15 birds in each one. But I did see some, so I know that they were on their way down two weeks ago.
1: Good news, good news. Well, Mike, thanks so much for the report. As always, uh, people can find you on my page or the field reporters, aaofla.com. And uh, since you got a break today, maybe they might want to call and talk about some future trips. Give them their telephone number.
6: Very simple. You can reach me at
1: 985-781-7811. Sounds good, Mike. Get back on the bayou, my friend. We'll see you next time. All right, Don. We'll talk to you then. All right, Captain Mike Gallo. We call him Born on the Bayou. Coming up next, uh, we'll see. What do we got next? Oh, yeah, we got a guy that paddles or pedals for his fish One Captain Eric Mohabarak joins us for your paddler's report. Understand, well, we got some uh, footage. Uh, Chris LeCocq, Bayou Wild TV photographer, producer, uh, found uh, somebody in a kayak in Lake Pontchartrain, huge schools of mullet with some big bulls chasing them. We'll see what Eric knows about it next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. They're stroking all over, even stroking after some uh, blue wing and green wing teal this morning. Good luck to all you duck hunters. Uh, Paddler's Report, by the way, is brought to you by the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club, along with Massey's. Uh, They are located in mid-city of New Orleans. Also in Covington, where you can rent kayaks and put them on some of those rivers over there, the Bogafalaya, Chifuncta, Bayou Lacombe. Also got a store in Baton Rouge, and they have the best kayak fishing models from brands like Hobie, Jackson Kayak, and Native Watercraft. You can visit their site at MasseyOutfitters.com or check them out on Facebook, and One of our two alternating reporters is Captain Eric Nohabarak of Louisiana Kayak Company. He joins us now. And, Eric, I understand there's a a, a kayak tournament going to be coming up for a good cause. Why don't you tell us about that? I believe it begins next weekend.
7: Uh, The 12th, actually, is when it starts, September 12th, um, which is today. And it runs through the uh, 11th of October. Yeah. And it's um, it's for heroes on the water. It's actually a, a... a, a memorial tournament for jim dolan uh he uh he was the one who started the heroes on the water and uh the it's it's an organization started off to to take veterans who you know seen seen uh time fighting in the war and stuff to take them out and and it helps with uh post traumatic stress disorder and he kind of started it and while well, he passed away uh last year you know so they're doing a benefit and it helps raise money of veterans and they also take out first responders you know, uh, policemen, firemen I uh, imagine nurses and doctors and stuff are in that now too um, and EMTs and stuff like that so it's a really good cause and it's a month long tournament and uh, they're using an app called uh, Angler and Angle Angler um, and uh, it's, it's another photo catch and release tournament so you know a lot of the guys at least around here are very used to using similar apps to that but um it's, it's for a great cause, and I think it's fifty dollars to join for a month long period. And they got certain divisions around the country, so it's a na- national thing, open, wide open, you know. And then, uh, but it's, so register for a great cause.
1: And registration is at heroes dot org?
7: Yes, yes, that is. So you can find all the information okay, on good. that. All right.
1: Very good. Now, IFA, they got a makeup event coming up. Tell us about the IFA. Man, that's, yeah, that's going to be a rough trip for them boys who fish the IFA. They're going to fish
7: Thursday is the makeup, you know, the makeup tournament that they miss because I think the hurricane or something was coming through. And then, or was it the COVID? I can't get right what we're messing these days. (laughs) Um, But anyway, (laughs) because some reason it was canceled. So Um, so anyway, so they're going to finish that on Thursday, and then that's going to set up for Friday and Saturday the championship. So I imagine everybody's going to be piling down Highway 1 real hard. And, uh, you know, that's, that's three days in a kayak. Um, looks like they're going to have some wonderful weather coming up for this, too, with this uh, storm coming in, um, you know, this little tropical front. Um, but like I said, it's, it's, that's another uh, catch, feather, and release. Uh, IFA uses their own uh, uh, computer system to do that. Um, and it's it, the one with the most inches of wind. you know, bull red and the largest speckle trout you can catch. And uh, that's the way that works. And that should set up for angle of the year and all of that, too.
1: You know, unfortunately, they had to cancel the ride the bull this year. But, I mean, you can go out and catch those bulls right now. What's the report on bull redfish in Grand Isle, Leeville area, the passes around Barataria, Don,
7: You know this time of year. Them bulls get up in there and they pile up. Uh, I've been seeing some great pictures. I haven't made my way down there yet. Um uh, but it, it's been seeing some great pictures. I seen a, a lady the other day catch one. I think it was forty-four inches off the Grand Isle Bridge right there. Um, but they're piled up. They're feeding, you know, and it, it's a good trip. Just get you. I suggest using a whole crab. It's just because it keeps the trash fish off, you know, the, the catfish and the stingrays and everything else. And, and then bull reds. You'll catch a bigger fish. I find with a with a whole crab. You can use uh, gulp and, and jigs, you know, uh, large jigs to to jig them up. But um, you know, it's easier with the live with the with the live crabs if you put the whole crab on there, you know. So that that's the way I suggested. Yeah, clearly. You know, um, what is it?
2: Yeah,
7: you know, and uh, sometimes you get big drum pass through there too. So that's kind of cool, you know.
2: Um,
1: yeah. As far as speaking uh, of big redfish, either, no. yeah. I was going to ask you about the the redfish, the bull reds, while we're talking about those in Lake Pontchartrain. Have you seen that video of them chasing those schools of mullet? You know, they come into the lake every year, but this seems to be a little ahead of schedule. It's normally later before those big redfish show up. Yeah, I did
7: see that video, and you know, I was looking at that video, and I was, and they were saying redfish, and I kept looking at them schooling up mullets, and I was thinking, and you are thinking Jacks, oh, sure right? <laughs> no, no, I was I was thinking speckled trout <laughs> because I, I like. <laughs> oh, like you really optimistic. <laughs> well, no, I like I like to fish them rafting mullets. You know, I like to get live croakers and yeah. just free on them and and them rafting mullets, and you know, you'll get your you'll get your redfish will eat the croaker too, but. But I, I couldn't help but keep thinking, where's he at? I want to know where he's at. <laughs> so I didn't know he was in Lake <laughs> Well, from I the picture, it looked like it island. was
1: North Shore. looked yeah, like North Shore yeah. to me is what it looked like. Anyway, uh, talking about Lake Pontchartrain and Redfish, a Barnable. Somebody caught a nice bull red out of Barnable Boat Launch? Yeah, 17-pound seven, uh,
7: bull red. Uh, you there? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, okay yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, a seventeen pound bull red was caught right there off the bottom of boat launch out of a kayak. Um like like you seen all those the, the pictures the other day with the video, them them redfish are all up and down like punch train right now. Uh like you said, uh, I think it's a little bit earlier. But something else that did happen is that they had that big migration of shrimp that came into the lake. And you know, we know as well as
1: anybody else the fish follow the bait, and I think that's what happened. Yes indeed. Uh, tell us, uh, Eric, if somebody wants to get a kayak trip, uh, you're one of the few people that does that. Tell them how to get a hold of you.
7: Yeah, um, you can call you can on your website, the Don Dubuque Outdoors Guy, um, or you can just call me, 504-313-8292. Um, I'm on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, that's the Louisiana Kayak Company.
1: All good. Thanks, Eric. We appreciate the report, as always. Be careful out there, and we'll see All you All right, next Don.
7: Time. You have a good one. All right. Bye-bye. All
1: right. Captain Eric Mahabarak, uh, he pedals. He's got one of those pedal models. I like those. Hands-free is what they call it. All right. We've got a lot of text messages coming in. Get yours in at 504-260-1870. Julie Grunwald coming up to tell you about donating your fish and game To Hunters for the Hungry and Bad Boys of the Outdoors. It's next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, we take text messages live and direct throughout the show, and we got some coming in here. This one says, What's the chances of having that Kooyan, a.k.a. DJ Rhett, be a co host with you since Martha's outliving her dream or do an episode of Bayou Wild with him? Well, I texted back to that listener. We're way ahead of you. Check out the September 24th episode of Bayou Wild. We took the old Coo DJ Rhett alligator hunting for the first time. And if you want to see how it turned out, watch the show. And also go to my uh, website, DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com, and look at the radio photo and see what kind of a mess he got himself into. Quite a character, and, yes, you will be seeing and hearing more of DJ Rhett with us. All right, here's one that says, no time for fishing. Been working in that western part of the state. Please keep those folks in your prayers. Thanks for the show. Keep the reports coming. Hope to get the plastic yacht back in the water soon. Tight lines at Boudin links. That's from the Lafayette Yacker, yeah? Uh, We have not contacted Captain Kirk. Uh, You know, right now they're kind of picking up the pieces, putting things together, and hopefully it will be sooner than later before they get back up and running. Area really hit hard by Hurricane Laura. All right, here's one says, since now we're in Phase 3, how soon before you guys get back to Morton's? Well, Morton's – Seafood restaurant on the banks of the Chifuncta River uh, has been our home site for recording uh, portions of Bayou Wild television. And because of the COVID thing with limited space, we, we have not been in there. But now that Phase 3 is in, we might start showing up there in the next few weeks. So I'll make an announcement let you know when we get back set up over there. I really love the place. Mr. the food. All right, here's uh, from Brian, Frierson, Mark, and Austin. They got the decoys ready to roll in Carnarvon. Uh, Justin, the duck guy, is with Chris. He said uh, Chris reported there were plenty of birds on Thursday. They still have a handful, but they got a slow start this morning. Uh, Here's one says, so great to be alive. I feel sorry for past and future generations. They will not have Don the Great to listen to on the radio. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. That's Bo the down. You don't know that. I might be able to penetrate the great beyond. Uh, Here's uh, another report. Not a shot yet. Steady shooting, though, around Delacroix. And another one says, uh, can you tell your friends to slow down for oil field workers in Venice Marina area? I'm not sure if he's talking about the traffic, boat, or, vol- or auto, but really you should do both. Take care. And here's someone who was fishing Go Gohagan Canal Tuesday, saw two manatees. Remind everyone to avoid running over them. Thank you, Doug, for reminding us. that. I tell you, it's a great thing to see a manatee. I've, I've done it twice, and... Uh, They certainly welcome visitors, some fascinating creatures. All right, right after this quick 10-second station identification pause, I'm going to tell you about a couple of guys in Webster Parish. They had a a pretty simple plan to go dove hunting, and boy, did it go awry. Their fault, their crime, they'll do the time. Their story's next, right after we let our local stations tell you who they are and where they are along the outdoors with Don Dubuque. Radio Network. Well, our story this morning began when Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries agents in Webster Parish documented a baited area before the opening day of dove season and set up surveillance. They observed two men and a juvenile, as well as bait and drugs in their boat, attempting to hunt over the bait. The pair was charged with both federal and state migratory bird violations, including hunting migratory game birds over a baited area, aiding and abetting others in taking migratory game birds over a baited area, hunting migratory game birds with unplugged shotguns. While William Gordon was also arrested for possession of marijuana, cocaine, and drug paraphernalia in the presence of a juvenile and criminal trespassing, he was booked into the Caddo Parish Jail. Nelson Sire was also cited for criminal trespassing and not possessing a boat registration. If convicted, the coke possession could bring up to five thousand dollars fine, five years in prison. The marijuana and paraphernalia in the presence of a juvenile, that's another fifteen hundred. Throw in five hundred bucks more for criminal trespassing, not to mention all the fines that could result and possible jail time for hunting over bait with an unplugged guns, aiding and abetting others, no licenses, no boat registration. You could say if convicted destined to be considerably poorer and possibly incarcerated for their illegal hunting, baiting, trespassing, drug and paraphernalia-possessing little outing last week, all while corrupting a juvenile, which never sits well with a judge or a jury, are 24-year-old William R. Gordon and 24-year-old Nelson T. Sire of Webster Parish, Louisiana, our bad boys of the outdoors couple of wonderful role models there, wouldn't you say? All right, we come back after this. Let's talk to Ryan Lambert. I bet he's in a boat trying to find some teal right now. Let's see if he's found any and maybe even fish later this afternoon. And hopefully there'll be a few left. He'll save some for me when me and the Bayou Wild TV crew comes down tomorrow. We'll be back with Captain Ryan, the Plastic Man, right after this time out on the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Well, he's not the man of plastic. He's the man of steel this morning. They're out there trying to get a few teal, I hope. Ryan, did you guys make it to the blind yet? And what are you seeing?
4: Ken's on her way to get one right now. <laughs> Ken is on her way. Yeah, they got some birds. All right, uh, Kenley. She's on fire. She's not missing nothing, i tell you. We, we're killing some birds. Uh, <laughs> They got they not not big flights, They're just singles and doubles and triples coming around. But we don't have the big migration flights like it's not happening today. You know, this is birds that's been sitting in the marsh, but we'll take it.
1: Absolutely, <laughs> I, I all the guys, absolutely. All
4: oh my guys are shooting. All the wings. We did see some green wings already though yesterday while we were setting lines and stuff. But the marsh is beautiful. Hopefully that hurricane will. Spare me one more time. So the the <laughs> yeah, board, the
1: report came gotta... in, uh, and it kind of it mirrored what you told us last week. You know, I said the delta duck potato and the submerged aquatic vegetation, the, the wild rice, uh, it's it's looking really pretty down there, and it was not damaged from that first surge. So hopefully this next one won't do the same thing. But, boy, wild... what an imbalance of birds. Oh,
4: yeah. A, a lot of that wild oats did get killed on the western side got, you know, where that storm came in. But the eastern side, yep. everything's pretty, all the aquatics. It's really pretty. And there's a lot of ducks, a lot of model ducks, a lot of wood ducks, some squealers. It's just a beautiful morning. And you know, this is my happy place, too. Right there. <laughs> That's a woody. Duck.
1: With the female wood duck yeah you got to watch female. out for those wood you got to watch out for those wood teal yeah those wood teal um right for somebody that's just kind of getting getting new to duck hunting how would you tell them to differentiate a teal from from the other species what do you look for what are the marks well, they're, 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 they're
4: small Their
1: wing beat is really fast like that's a model duck right
4: there don't shoot me. <laughs> and um you could you could tell uh you know that, Later on in the year, blue wing males are real easy. They got a big old white stripe on their face, and so you can see that blue patch on their wing. Green wings are tiny and fly like bumblebees, so you can't mistake them for nothing else. I mean, they are, they are special, and both of those make very very good table fare. So, you know, people. Say, are you oh, guys it's fishing a deal. after the hunt? Uh, we got people fishing now, and we got people fishing after the hunt as well. So yeah, it's a busy day. It got my, my old butt working. Yeah. That's okay. I haven't <laughs> seen any pintails yet. You, normally, you'll see some pintails yeah, you when gotta, you teal hunt that first, not early. But I haven't seen them yet, but yeah, you know, pintail
1: and uh, also the wood teal and the uh, model teal. You got to watch all those those uh, yeah. imposters.
4: I can three out front. Yeah, we got a. Uh, I got Albertine the Duck Queen and Villery with me today, and I got a bunch of boys from Alabama oh, and all the yeah. other guys.
1: Well, Great! Tell yeah, the Duck Queen it. hello to her Majesty, and uh, <laughs> and, and Mr. Villery. <laughs> yeah, we're in a happy place right now, and you're
4: coming tomorrow. Left side, back of you. <laughs> Come <in> here, boys. Let <laughs> me do it. Let me do it. Thanks. I was a triple. I
1: felt it. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll we'll be down tonight. Um, uh, me and well, Chris okay. will meet us in the morning to, to bring the camera. Okay. But me and uh, Miss Marthy, Martha's going to be there. I Understand? Her trip got canceled this morning offshore with the weather.
4: Yeah. And
1: uh, we're bringing we're bringing Miss Laney. We have a new member to induct into the uh, Cajun Fishing Lodge uh, Harem. So have the. Uh, the proper room coming? ready for her. Miss <laughs> <Ms>. Laney's <laughs> going to be her first teal hunt. She's all excited. Wow. Oh, she'll love it.
4: Yeah, it's going to be good. You know, there's a lot of birds. We just have to stay with them and shoot them. That's all. You know, every day is different. Yeah, it's well, you guys –
1: you guys, uh, according to the flyover, have the bulk of the birds right right in your lap there where you know, the western part of the state's got the, most of them, but the ones that are in the southeast, you seem to have them. i just got a handful of reports in from Carnarvon and Delacro, and it's been kind of a slow start over there for most of them.
4: Yeah, the west side's going to have them. You know, there's a lot of rice down and all those fields are flooded, so they're going to have a lot of birds. But we'll get our share. We're going to hunt them to the very end as we always do every day. So. Come on down, let's kill
1: him. That's what I'll say. All right, well, we'll see you a little bit later on, Uh He's got a gun in the hand. He's got a duck call in his mouth and a phone in his ear, so he's kind of busy right now. But give him the phone number for later on if they want to call you, Ryan. All right, buddy, it's 504-559-5111. Get
4: ready, get ready on your left.
1: Let's <laughs> see what happens here. He flared off Uh uh-oh somebody somebody got busted well y'all enjoy it and uh, we'll see you later on this evening ryan take care buddy buddy. all right captain ryan lambert cajun fishing adventures enjoying what he does best and really loves the most duck hunting all right we got a few text messages coming i'll get to those but we have miss julie grunwald standing by she's going to tell us all about donating cleaning out your freezer you got kind of a a uh, 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 jam up, a traffic jam in your freezer with fish and game, and the seasons are opening now and you need to make some room, we'll tell you how to do that right after this pause. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio this time of the year as we wrap up summer and kind of head into fall and winter, uh, sportsmen have a dilemma, have had it for quite a while, and that's where do you put the new freshly gotten game and fish? Because you got a freezer that still holds some from last season and the fish that you caught during the summer. Well, an organization called Hunters for the Hungry has a solution. They do a collection effort called Clean Out Your Freezer Days, and it's coming up this month. In fact, it'll be t- kicking off next week, and the director of that organization, Julie Grunwald, joins us to talk talk more about it. Julie, good morning. Thanks for being with us.
8: Good morning, Don. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing great. I know everybody's getting excited about the, the uh, clean out your freezer days that are coming up. If you would, tell us what the organization is looking for. What can people drop off in terms of fish or game? Do you take about anything, or is there certain things you don't want?
8: No, you know, it's uh, our agencies are just so... And our food banks are just so appreciative of the outdoorsmen for sharing, you know, a portion of their bounty with us. And so they're basically saying as long as it is properly packaged, um, you know, meaning nothing's open or freezer burnt or anything that way, uh, they'll take just about anything. Um, You know, we're in Louisiana, so everybody knows how to cook, make a a pot of something with anything. So they're saying that they will just take, you know, anything that uh, people want to donate to us.
1: Well, these collection sites are going to be set up uh, beginning uh, next Sunday, I believe it is, and there's some place... No matter what part of the state you're listening in, there's a place where you can bring your fish and game and drop it off. And, Julie, rather than try to name all these, you all have expanded so many locations, we'll never get them on, but we will give the website out where they can find a complete listing. But tell us, typically, what should I expect when I I get my ice chest and I load it up with fish and game and I show up there at the drop-off location? Who do I see and how do I go about doing it?
8: We've got great volunteers all over the state, so it's really just a uh, you know drive-up and drop-off system. You don't even have to get out of your car if you don't want to. We've got volunteers that will come and empty your ice chest for you. Um, and, you know, one important thing, we, ha- we have that at a lot of different locations this year, and especially for, um, you know, the North Shore, and Slidell actually starts – Um, this Sunday so it's very important that people do look at the website which is cleanoutyourfreezer.com to see what the times and different locations kind of all around the state are. I know a lot of people this year um, you know we weren't able to go to a lot of the fishing tournaments because they didn't happen um, for you know for various reasons and so but a lot of people went fishing so we're really hoping that this year a lot of people have more fish that they can uh, part with and donate to the needy because a lot of people got to stock their freezers pretty good this year.
1: Julie, for someone that is going to be out of town, possibly they can't make the one in their area, or if uh, you know, we might get some bad weather or something, what is the alternative uh, if they can't do it on the freezer day and make it out to one of the collection sites? How can they make a donation?
8: So we partner with all five major food banks throughout the state. So any, anybody can go to one of the food banks during the week at any time and drop off their goods and just mention Hunters for the Hungry, and they'll tag it for our program. Um, but, you know, they're open during normal business hours uh, every week. So you could, you could really kind of drop off any time um, and just make, make sure to mention Hunters for the Hungry.
1: Very good. Now, also, if people want to make a cash donation, there's a way they can do that when they purchase their license this season.
8: Yes, it's very important. We really ask hunters uh, and fishermen, whenever you are getting your hunting or fishing license on the Wildlife and Fisheries website or at any of the retail locations that sell uh, hunting and fishing licenses, then that you consider making a donation by checking the box that says, do you want to contribute to Hunters for the Hungry? And, you know, those those dollars really are important to our organization. And what they do is whenever we have our Donate a Deer program in the fall, that money that we get donated from the checkoff is specifically used to pay the processors that will process the deer in your community that will go to the food bank right there in your community.
1: Julie, give me an idea. How much was collected on this effort last year as far as the food? Last year we
8: had a record-breaking year, and we collected 30,000 pounds of protein throughout the state. So it was fantastic. People really uh, were willing to share. And, you know, our general rule of thumb is that you multiply that by four, and that's how many meals we were able to provide in just, just one day
1: outstanding we'll hope we can certainly break that record this year and it's beginning tomorrow in slidell and give that website out one more time for people that want to find a location near them
8: yep just go to www.cleanoutyourfreezer.com
1: very good julie we'll be looking to make an announcement on what was collected after this is over thanks for being with us we appreciate it and you're doing a wonderful job sounds great thanks don all right that's going to wrap it up for us. We will be back next week with another two-hour journey to the great outdoors.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better